Good morning, Vietnam. Kibiskane. This is Mac on the Rock for Blink Radio WSQF. 94.5, the echo in Kibiskane. I woke up this morning to turn on the, the video link for the Trump card announcement for the U.S. presidency. I listened to his bombastic statements of a $9 billion man, which for me was flabbergasting in its, uh, it's just in its shameless approach to politics. And not once uh, lying, not once demeaning anybody other than the obvious. We're all stupid and he's brilliant. And guess what? He's only have $500 million in debt. He shows bombastically, egregiously offending everybody around him, his financial statements that he will be submitting to the Elections Commission to run for U.S. president. It says that he only has $500 million in debt, and his total assets are exceeding $9 billion. That's with a B. He owns properties everywhere. He admits that he owns property in Syria. And he believes that uh, ISIS is now his competitor because they've also built a hotel in Syria. Direct competition to him, he says. And they've got oil. So he went on to use that as an example that I just go in there and take all their oil. I put great American companies there and just take their oil. Without their oils, ISIS doesn't exist. And guess what? He's right. Politicians won't do that. They'll invade and try to establish a coalition as uh, W did went into Iraq and left Iraq pretty much in control of, uh, of their country. Ethically, that's proper. Morally, that's proper. Uh, victory and then giving it back is proper. But in today's world, completely improper. Our enemies are sometimes masks as our friends. So I look at it further and look at this experience and I say to myself, wow, I can see me talking this way without the nine billion. And sure enough, I get a call in the morning from my attorney. And he tells me, Manny, I just heard you know, Trump running for president. I didn't hear the whole speech, but I just saw the news clips. And my God, that's you without the nine billion. And I understand why you offend so many people so often, because you're bombastic. You just, you just, Dig in your heels and you're telling the truth and you know you can pull it off and you usually do. And uh, I suspect that if this guy were to pre be president, he would run into so many, so many roadblocks that even he would say, oh my God, this is really what I got myself into. I mean, look at the situation in China, for instance. You know, he's right. They devalue the currency so we can't compete. But he also said that Japan owns more U.S. Treasury bills than China does. So guess what? Japan and China don't necessarily like each other. They've definitely had wars in the past. So how much of what he's saying is really true? Well, I believe 95% of it. Why? Because the politician hasn't done any better than anything he's attempting to do. The results are there. Politicians just are not really good at anything. All a politician can do is create a sense, a sense 
of belonging, a sense of desire that we're all going up, that, we're, that social mobility is increasing, that quality of life is improving. But the results are the exact opposite because of the popularity of liberalism, the progressive movement, and all their policies. All of them. There isn't a single one that worked. Not a one. Starting with Social Security. Trump says he would save it by just bringing in more money from abroad into the United States. Making the dollars, you know, a valuable place to invest, you know, in the U.S. economy. But guess what? Lo and behold, Trump is right. Right now, as we speak, it's in the news. The International Monetary Fund's top officials have gone to China to reassess, reevaluate China's efforts to be, become a world currency. The world currency today are actually a basket of currencies. They're called special drawing rights, SDSs. And, uh, sorry, SDRs. Basically, the only, the, the only bank that really has any real assets to it is the International Monetary Fund. And it's sketchy who really, who really uh, manages this fund. It's a lot of uh, European last names uh, sitting in, in mysterious banks that really don't loan money except for... Uh, you know, th these SDRs. So are these... <laughs> these basket of currencies is what I meant to say. Special drawing rights. If the Romindi or the Yan, as the Chinese currency, the people's currency is called, if they get into this basket, oh my God, and they peg it to the dollar... How are we going to pay back the debt? Any debt for that matter. Not just to the Chinese, but also to Japan. You see what's happening here? You couple that with, as I said before, the Chinese also military buildup. Building a military island that Trump talked about. Literally. Runways, ports, filled up the middle of the bay with a bunch of sand that we could never do here because of the EPA, the Environmental Protecting Agency, another bastion of liberalism to protect the environment of the United States. Well, they're building this base. So he's tying all these knots. and He's not uh, connecting dots. He's tying knots. Do you understand? And he, in the process, I believe, will completely... Smash and grab the Republican Party and its brand. One thing for sure, though, and it can't be denied, we need the money. We are broke. He claimed that his economists say, that he doesn't really believe in his economists or world economists, but the people he's most listening to say that once we get to $24 trillion in debt, it's the point of no return. There's no way of coming back from that. There's absolutely no way. The interest rates get so high that the entire production and receivables for the U.S. government isn't enough to pay it. So either we get it or we don't get it. And that's what he's basically saying. He's just saying, plain, I'm the trump card. I've done it. I've employed people, lots of people from all walks of life, union and non-union, 
in every place in the world. I've been everywhere, and we are stupid. Reminds me of when I wrote that last line in my last guest commentary about, you know, reinventing the public school via Kibiskin's K-8 Center. Take back the school, guardian of the budget, save the million dollars every year that's there, modernize the school, and basically decide who and what and when we will buy books, establish curriculums, and be an open ear to our principal for advice on what to go and do for on behalf of our children. Since I was resoundingly defeated, I wrote in the guest commentary after I was defeated saying, you know, some people just don't realize when they're really stupid. And in this case, Keepers Kane not supporting my idea was really stupid. Because now my kid's off to, uh, to the Mass Academy and now they're, they're left to themselves. You know, they're, I don't think there's anybody out there even close to me in character to do anything that I did. Not to mention the the amount of money I spent. So I basically called my community stupid, and I had the guts to call them stupid. And believe me, I'm getting the frowns to this day, two years later. So I understand Trump when he says that our politicians, our world trade negotiators are stupid and incompetent. And he says it with foam coming out of his mouth, literally, he's got foam on the edge of his lips. You can see it on the video, he's foaming at the mouth, he's so pissed off. He goes on to turn his sights on Mexico. And this is probably what motivated me to speak about Trump's announcement today on the radio. Blink radio. Because you blink once, yes, I said it, and you blink twice, yes, you missed it. But don't miss this one. Mexico's our enemy, and he announces a great wall to separate us from them, and he's going to make them pay for it. So I hear that, and I go, wow. Okay, guess what, Trump? You lack creativity. You got nine billion, but it's obvious uh, your your building designs, your architectural drawings, and everything are not done by you. That vision you say you have, well, yeah, from a macroeconomic perspective, I'm sure you have it, but I'm sure you're relying on people like me with more creativity than you. So I sent him an email to his website, DonaldTrump.com, and I asked to, you know, to be a volunteer. And in doing so, there's a little memo section. So I say, this makes you president www.greatwallofwill.com. It is a great wall. It's five stories up. But what's missing in Trump, in his Trump card, was the natural gas-powered freight train. Five stories up, traveling and connecting San Diego to Brownsville and moving cargo. Moving cargo, competing with the Panama Canal. Digging up those tunnels between Mexico and the United States for contraband and human smuggling. Because... If you're going five stories up, you got to go five stories down with pure concrete. A giant bulwark of concrete that suspends this train. Just think of a giant Y with walls so you can't do anything to the train. Like in a giant sleeve so that if the train were to derail up there, that it would stay contained within the structure of the train. I mean, this thing would be really wide, hundreds of yards wide. The tunnels that go and trespass the train, since it's a giant Hoover Dam, 2,000 miles long, will have MRIs built into their, their tunnels. So imagine MRIs 
25, 30, 40 cars in this tunnel as it's meeting the border fence, or border gates, and they're being scanned like luggage scanners. So imagine that. Imagine the amount of jobs. And imagine if Donald Trump uses this Trump card, the Great Wall of Will, that I proposed over five or six years ago in a book I wrote called The Fiscals, The Reinvention of the United States by Affect Nut. Effect. Imagine that. I wonder if he'd give me a position in his uh, campaign. I want to know if I would even uh, be taken seriously. Because if he's being bombastic, I'm being bombastic with creativity. I'm dropping the, the creative bomb on this entire country. And I've got nine other ideas in this book, by the way. There's ten of them. But I've got ideas for every asset of American life. From reinventing marriage, reinventing the credit bureaus, you know, all conversations for another day. Right now, I'm just concentrating on Trump. Going back to his um, concern about China. Well, what's interesting about the Central Bank of China, okay, is that they only have $107 billion in U.S. currency in reserves. That is equated to something that I find like a, an ominous symbol because it's 666 billion yuan, which is equivalent to 107 billion US. The yuan right now is 16 cents to the dollar. It's gone up two cents since 2009 from 14 cents to 16 cents. What kind of scam is that? What a rig. And that's what Trump is talking about. It's a rig. Devalue currency just so that we keep on making products for them, uh, them for us, for the United States. And they shipping them over here so that you and I can buy it. And therefore, corporate America doesn't have to raise any of our wages because, you know, products are relatively cheap. Ask yourself, what do you think the average American is holding in their pockets today as they walk around town? From the wealthiest guy to the poorest person. What do they think? What's the average? I'd like to know what that number is. If someone knew that number, please call in. I think it's no more than 20 bucks to 40 bucks. The wealthier might have maybe $200 in their pocket, but cash, the rest is in a debit card. But the average folk, the average middle-class person goes to work every day with 40 bucks in their pocket. No more, no less. 40 bucks, two $20 bills. Chances are there, it's 38 bucks, you know? Because Two dollars went into the subway. And guess what? When that subway gets to 15 bucks, <laughs> Imagine, imagine the day when the Chinese people, with their ability to buy abroad as a criteria of being a reserve currency, you know, what will the American corporations do? Guess what? If the stuff's already being made in China, destined for the United States, imagine when the 82 to 88 million middle class in the United States has less buying power than 80 million upper class Chinese that are considered middle class here, but they're upper class over there. The American corporations are going to make double the amount of products for consumption in China as first priority 
and super inflated because they meet their balance sheets and their profit targets, the products back to the United States will be inflated in price. And what happens to us after that? What happens when the middle class of China has the same buying power as the middle class of the United States? I believe that the United States implodes. It's just that simple. They implode in a manner in which the country has to be divided up in economic coalitions of states. There are currencies already being minted in some of the states called redoubts. Look it up. Don't know how expansive it is, but silver and gold coins with its own markings and everything in there. And you can see how they're being sold. So when I come back in about uh, after this break of announcing our sponsors and all, Think about it. Think about what's really transpiring in, in the world today. Think about why a person like Donald Trump, with his lifestyle and his beautiful family, he's got, I think, uh, you know, kids in just about every generation since I've been born, because he's been married several times and he has children with, I believe, all of them. Um, no, maybe not. Maybe uh, two out of the three of them, I believe. Anyway, think about why would he want to run you know, why would he want to run for president? Why would he feel the need to get into the mix? Where, where and what and how? How would he pull this off? How will he win? If Americans are so conditioned to a politician sweet-talking them and doing nothing, how can they handle this bombastic guy foaming at the mouth, arrogantly saying all kinds of things and meaning it because of his grotesque amount of wealth and success? And remember, he's had bankruptcies. He's been down and out before. He's had to tell banks, hey, you want my property? You manage them. And they've given them back to him and renegotiated the loans. He's gone through recessions just like you and I have. And man, when he goes into, you know, recession, his personal balance sheet goes into recession, it's enormous amount of construction debt. I mean, he takes on hundreds of millions of debt and goes to bed at night like of nothing. And he, he you know, he understands. He understands what it takes to make a buck. He understands leverage. He understands having to pay interest on loans. And he claims that no one else knows, how, knows that better. He went on to slam Marco Rubio and Jeb Bush. I guess he figures those guys are leading in the polls and on the way. Well, guess what? That kills, that kills the party's brand. These are preeminent leaders in our party with great potential. Bush, for the obvious reasons, like he said in his own acceptance speech a couple of days earlier, when Jeb says, well, I met my first president when I was born, and I met my second president when I came home. Think about that. You know, Marco says that, hey, all these people are yesterday's news. Let's begin the first 21st century, the new American century. Those are very vivid, positive messages of pedigree, and future promise that Donald Trump can't match. It's an inspirational quality about Bush, the steady hand, and Marco, the fire, the fire, and uh, the fire and, uh, and galactic dreamer. Compared to, let's get it done. I got the cash. We need more money. Show me the money. Back in a moment. 
If you like our programming on WSQF 94.5 in Key Biscayne, you can also hear us very far away nationwide, WSQFradio.com. And if you like our audio files and our subject matter, subscribe to YouTube Mac on the Rock Rampage. Take care and stay free.